that's why I'm running a little late. I was working out, had a little late workout. I was thinking about how when the party started, everyone was still a little bit calm, sitting around, and the alcohol hadn't hit yet. Stephen's like, you like to bore it. Y'all are bored. Like, okay, people got here. <laughs> Everybody was on their phone texting and just kind of rocking in their seats to the music. Come on, get up, do something. But, uh, but I mean, once that alcohol hit them veins, we do have the solo tray line. That's exactly <laughs> what we, I was just waiting. I knew it would happen. You know, it was a definitely <laughs> they started playing uh, playing cards and all that stuff. So it was pretty fun. And no issues, no incidents. No one acted up. I didn't act up. No one acted up. We all had a great time. Everyone made it home safely. It was definitely a great yeah, time. So. That's, a, that's definitely the, 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 the most important thing. Everybody made it home safely. We had a great time. Right. So thank you to everyone that showed out, and again, Ms. Parker, for helping me put it all together. Uh, what else did you do over the weekend? I know you did some other things over the weekend. Yeah, yesterday, you know, normally um, I have somehow become a homebody. I love being at home. Everybody's like, don't you work from home? Why do you like being at home? And I'm sure probably during the, the summertime that's going to change, and I think my mm-hmm. lifestyle has changed a little bit as well, making sure that and I'm, a, I'm around the right energy. Um, so right. it's funny because my friends are like, one of my friends texted me. She's like, yeah, you're starting to act like an old lady with four kids and just making fun of me or whatever. <laughs> so that was in my head on Sunday when they texted me wanted to see if I wanted to go to lunch. And I was, I texted back, no. And then I was like, you know what, she just texted me, making fun of me. I'm going to go ahead and go. And so I got dressed. We went to a Dominican restaurant. The food was amazing. I'm trying to lose weight from, from this weekend also. Yeah. And um, yeah. stuffed on faces. And then we went to Twist, ate some more Twist, got some drinks. Um, then, you know, went by one of my other girlfriend's house and watched uh, Real Housewives while drinking wine. So it was a great Sunday. I'm glad I got out. The weather was nice. Plan on staying home because it said it was 60% chance of rain, and it didn't rain. It was actually a nice day. So right, um, really? you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely glad I, I went out. And, and uh, But I, I was a little tired today, and I had to take me a nap. <laughs> but it all yeah, worked out. Yeah, me too. Out. Yeah, me too. I was worn out from the weekend, but it was it was uh, definitely a great weekend, and and, Did you uh, get out yesterday, or you just kind of rested up? I, well, you know, I wasn't on Sunday, and I, I know we talked yesterday. I was just more tired because I didn't go to bed till almost four o'clock. So right. I finally got my mind right about three, <laughs> three p.m. yesterday, and uh, you know, I went out actually out to eat with some with some friends. It was like kind of my last little thing um, oh, at Atlanta okay. Station, okay. and um. But yeah, it was it was it was cool, and then I came home home by like eight. You ready for this growing week? <laughs> growing week. Uh, <laughs> nah, it's gonna be a good yeah. week. It's gonna be a good week. We claimed that. We claimed it today. But anyway, Adam, uh, Chike, Adam, you were in Argentina. How was that? Adam, I'm so hating. <laughs> uh-huh. You are I would care for. Oh, thanks. Thanks. How was the trip? It, it was it was awesome. It was amazing. Um, it's a ten hour flight from Atlanta, and so you're on the other side of the world. But uh, Buenos Aires is where I was, and it is um, it's a huge city. It reminds you of New York. Uh, they call it the Paris of the South. It's very metropolitan. It's a city, and you know we're both from we're all from Atlanta, or us three at least. Um, and you know Atlanta's fine. Atlanta's great, but this is a city that feels alive. And you can feel it. You know, the streets are alive. The people are alive. There are people all the time, everywhere. And there's always something going on. 
That being said, it's also a late culture. Oh, the food was great. Now, there's not a lot of variety, so you're usually stuck with, like, a lot of meat options or pizza or a few other things. But, you know, Argentine beef is known to be the best in the world, and it does not disappoint. The steak's amazing, a great price, too. Everything's relatively cheaper there. Um, any kind of cut to meat they have, and it, it, it's great. Like, I was not disappointed in the food. Now, one thing I did notice is they're very vegetable light. I really didn't have any vegetables while down there. So um, if you're trying to, you know, get a balanced diet, you're not going to find it as easily. But, yeah, great food, great steak. If you looked at the Instagram pictures, um, I'm sure you saw all the amazing stuff I was getting into. I did. I did. Yeah. It was, it was wonderful. <laughs> I was jealous. It was, was great. Jealous. And yeah. one quick thing about it is um, it's weird for me to get used to the eating schedule because it's a very late culture like uh, Spain in the sense that they're eating lunch around 2 or 3 o'clock. They don't eat dinner till 9 or 10 o'clock at night. Oh, so wow. um, I had to get used to that. I mean, and then they're going out to the bars around 1 o'clock, and the you know, bars don't close till 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. So uh, everything happens very late in the city. Um, so it took getting used to that, and then coming back here, getting back to schedule was a little bit of a challenge as well. Okay, okay. Well, welcome back. Definitely, you know, we, we, we we're happy that you got out there, but we definitely missed you on the show, so welcome back, and I'm glad you had a chance to get out there. Yeah, thanks a lot. And I know that um that you said you didn't see any movies, but uh, you had some things you want to talk about upcoming. But let's, let's get to Chike. Chike, I know you, you did something very interesting over the weekend. Tell us about your weekend. Oh, yeah. Happy belated birthday, by the way. I mean, I know I wish to see you on your birthday, but, you know. You again, did. Happy belated you birthday. did. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, Brillionaire Entertainment um, Television or Entertainment Group um, actually picked me to be uh, one of, um, I don't know how many celebrities they picked, not saying that I'm a celebrity, but I will be with celebrities uh, in their commercial and PSA for, it's called Wake Em Up, the Wake Em Up campaign, where basically we're speaking to adolescent youth and then giving giving them speeches on empowerment and inspiration. So I feel honored that they felt like I was a good candidate for their project. So this weekend I was filming that commercial. I don't know when it's going to air. I don't know, you know, how that's going to manifest itself as of right now. It's just in the production stages, but I'm still excited to be a part of it. So. Thank you, too. That is awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Really thank is. you, thank you, thank you. And I did okay. manage to sneak in two movies. Um, All right. The first, about the first movie was Divergent, which I told you last week that I was going to check out because it was just so interesting. Um, the premise is basically um, society is divided into uh, sets of personality traits. Basically, um, you live in a facet of your personality where the government can control you. So you're basically prejudged as to who you are and basically where you're compartmentalized for life. And there's a set of people that do not fit anywhere that they can't control and they're the divergent. And the government tries to take over or destroy the divergent people. It could put you in the in the neighborhood of Hunger Games a little bit. 
and um, they have this uprising of the divergent people, which, of course, this movie leaves you with a sequel, which is going to be called Insurgent. So look for the sequel to this movie. The movie is futuristic. Um, it has a lot of great action scenes, great cinematography. I think it was beautifully written. And like most movies, this is um, a piece of art that comes from a novel of the same name. And the second movie that I saw was uh, A Muppet's Most Wanted. Um, the reason that I'm bringing this up, it wasn't a movie that I picked to go see, accompanied a parent friend of mine to take her children to see this movie. Um, there were people walking out of the theater simply because there's a character in the movie which is Kermit-like. It's like an evil Kermit, and it was just a little bit too evil for the children in the theater. So it's kind of borderline a horror movie for little kids. Not that they meant it to be a horror movie, but it turned out to be a horror movie for some of the little kids because it was a little bit too dark for them, so the parents were taking them out of the movie. I don't know if this was nationwide, but at least in the theater that I was in, half the parents left with their kids. Wow. No. Wow. Just a warning before any parents want to take their kids to go see the Muppet movie. It is a little dark. Kermit, the the, the clone Kermit gets a little crazy. So oh, no. One. Yeah. So that's wow. pretty much so, it for me. Oh, and, and I did check out 300, Adam. I went to see that on The Faith of You. You said it was a good movie. I checked it out. Like it? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, it was a good, pleasant surprise. Yeah, it was. And I and I like the way they delivered the story from the other point of view. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of unique, and um, you know, you didn't feel like bored or feel like you had to follow up with the first. We really didn't even have to see the first one to follow this story. Exactly, and and it actually left me wanting more. Like I still want to know more. So I I know that there's going to be another one. I just I'm curious to know at what point of view they're going to take that one. Yeah, yeah, because that'll be that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what's coming up? Um, oh, I'm looking at. Uh, well, there's a couple on my plate. Um, the Raid Two, which I don't know if you guys remember the first one or saw the first one, uh, is an Indonesian film, but um, high action, action packed. It's about a group of us. Uh, it's basically, if you saw Dread last year, it's the same concept. Uh, the special force is trying to raid this uh, building, the slum building, to get rid of this drug lord. Uh, so it was so successful, and it was a great action movie. If you haven't seen it, rent that one. Uh, raid the Redemption, it's good, uh, if you, especially if you love action movies. Uh, they made a sequel. We'll see if it's any good. Uh, main guy from the first one is going undercover to infiltrate a, another uh, like crime boss. So... That kind of looks cool. It'll be on my list. Another one is this Noah movie, which could yes. be good or could be bad. Um, I, I kind of got hyped up for it at it at first, but now I'm kind of having my doubts that it might kind of fall short. So uh, those are the two on my radar. And Divergent, which I do want to see, and I'm glad uh, it was good because that confirms that my desire to see it. That um, okay. the Noah movie is under a high... Um, um, talks now because they were trying to meet up with the Pope for him to give uh, a thumbs up to the movie 
but it, it turns out that they did not follow the storyline of the Bible, and the Pope will not give it the thumbs up that they're looking for. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. All right, guys. Well, as always, I appreciate you. And, uh, Adam, welcome back to the States. And you all have a great week. We'll talk next week, okay? Sounds good. And and I have a message for Gabe before before I get off the line. Tell that man he has the coolest fans ever. He does. He really does. Ever. Yeah. I mean, they go they go in for him. They they're definitely some good fans, good fans, and they're cool. So we definitely uh, look forward to talking to him and telling him that because I feel the exact same way. I went on our our Twitter feed and I saw all the retweets and retweets and retweets. <laughs> oh yeah, this man has some fans. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, TK, have a good one. Have a good night. All right, hey Ron, what's going on? What up? What up? Happy happy like, birthday again, brother. Thank you. I know you said school is kicking your butt. Tell us about What's going it. On, Parker, yeah, school is kicking my bleep. Yeah, it's it's man. They, <laughs> Woo, they put it on me this semester. They put it on me, man. My gosh. But what doesn't, you know, kill you makes you stronger, so I'm much stronger. You know, this 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 will make me much stronger after this semester, definitely. I'll be much stronger. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, I just want to talk about um, Michael Vick first. I want to kind of get that out the way. If y'all have not heard, Michael Vick is now a a New York Jet. Congratulations, oh, wow. Michael. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. So he's he's still got some um, some uh, fuel left. You know, I mm-hmm. I thought maybe he was going to be done. Like maybe he. That they might send them, you know, maybe to like Buffalo, Oakland. You know, once you're over and like those those teams is pretty much the end. That's like the NFL graveyard. It's like once they send you to right. those teams, it's like it's over. But he's got some life left in him. Congratulations, Michael Vick. I'm happy for him. I I will be watching this coming season with the Jets. Whew, this is going. Yeah, this is big time. So with um, that being said, the um, Eagles. They got Mark Sanchez, who was the former quarterback for the um, Jets. So they um, pretty much just um, switched switched up quarterbacks. So good luck, okay. Michael Vick. Um, yo, did y'all watch the um, NCAA tournament over the weekend? Did y'all watch any other games? I saw some here and there. It was such a busy weekend. I get to sit there and watch all the games, but I did see some here and there. I was actually playing some of them at the party. Okay. Yo, I just got to say this first of all. Wichita State, Kentucky game, epic, classic. That game was so good. I would actually pay them. I would actually pay to watch them play again. That's how good. I mean, it. I've never seen a college ba- basketball game. It was just fun. It was intense. It was good. It was, they. oh, my gosh. Mm-mm-mm. I love that game. Mm. Love it, love it, love it. Now, I don't know if y'all remember a while back I mentioned the University of Dayton's basketball team that was that I said was um, going to be really good. That was people kind of probably you know laughed at me that actually heard it, but I was but 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 I said that it was something about them that, like, just caught my eye. Well, anyway, 
I don't I don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but you know, two two B B. Dayton is in the Sweet Sixteen. I love watching wow. this team. They they're not the prettiest team. They're not going to give you eighty points a game. They're not going to knock you out with like one player giving you twenty points and you know eight nine assists. They're just a good scrappy team. These these guys are fun to watch. They are just like blue collar nuts and bolts. Get the job done. Win by one point. Win by two points. But they win. They win. They win. They win. I can't wait to watch them play Stanford on Thursday night. Going to be one of my favorite games um, of of the entire Sweet 16. I'm looking forward to to that game. Go Dayton. I I have Dayton actually winning that game. Um, so hopefully I'm right. Oh, also, how's, how's, the, how's the bracket looking so far? I ain't doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even. I, I have. I've got so much work, like so much um, schoolwork that I, I didn't even want to add more work to my work, having to figure out who was going to win what or anything. Well, you but, know, um, if you got it, you got it 100 percent correct. You can made a billion dollars off of Warren Buffett. You was paying a billion dollars for whoever. Uh, got it. Yeah, no. Completely right. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I, and I was thinking about that. I was like, you know what? I think that I could have got these teams right to, to uh, right here. Now, past the um sweet sixteen, I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 kind of iffy. Um, let's see what else. Oh, Tennessee. Look out for um Tennessee. They have a good team. Boy, they. Oh my gosh, they have these, these um. Brothers, guys. One one of the brothers' names that really sticks out to me. His his name is Jarnell Stokes. This mm-hmm. young brother is like six seven, six eight, six nine, like two sixty. Just that athletic. He's massive. He's strong. He he'll get you a um, double double, twenty points, fifteen boards. I'm mean, just awesome. Anyway, um, look out for Tennessee. And that's it, man. I'm I'm just excited. I'm so looking forward to Sweet 16. I am. I, I can't wait till on Thursday night. I can't. I'm yeah. so eager that's for this. Break. So so eager for this. Yeah. I and I can't wait to hear your commentary on uh, next Monday. I know it's gonna be. Oh, I'm a, <laughs> bro. I can't. Mm, mm, mm. I, yeah. Anyway, yo, follow me <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, cause I can go on and on and on at Aaron Cosby. Um, I'm out. I'm about to get back to this to the schoolwork. And Janera, it's all yours. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it, Ron. Janera's no actually out tonight. Uh, out tonight, but you can go to budgetshopahog.com for her uh, updates. We'll come back with the question of the day and Ronita McAfee. Right back after this. Get a professional website for a low fee. Don't look like a homemade business. Look like a big business. Get a website from us. Receive the following for free. Free QR codes. Free business cards. Free e-commerce. The ability to sell items on the Internet. Free fax. Free voicemail. Free unlimited emails. Free hosting. Free logo. And lots more. Please give them a call at 206-338-7520. They work with all budgets. Payment arrangements accepted. Get a professional website for as low as 200 bucks. Now that's a deal. Look like a big business? That's important. Getting a website? Definitely important. If you're going to get in business, this is what you want to do. Things you're going to get, you're going to get a free QR code. If you know what that is, this is the things you take a picture of, bam, goes right to the website. Very convenient. 
Good things for your business. Free business cards, free e-commerce, the ability to sell items on the Internet. That's what you need. You're on the Internet right now. You could be selling items right now. Free voicemail, free fax, unlimited emails, free hosting, a free logo, and lots more. Please give them a call at 206-338-7520. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Uh, let's get into the question of the day. Ms. Park, I'm curious to hear your answer. The question of the day was, how has your taste and the people you've dated changed as you've gotten older? I mean, I don't think there is uh, a single way that I can, you know, verbalize that. I think as you mature, your your needs and standards and wants changes. I think it's just a, right, norm, yeah. a normal progression. Yeah. I'll read some of the comments uh, before we get to uh, Renita. Uh, Loretta said, the older she's gotten, she now dates with a purpose. She doesn't want to waste their time or hers. Marcella said she thinks her twenties she didn't give she didn't give much thought to important stuff that really mattered in, in a person. She said I think I have I was more into looks, their popularity intended to like guys on the edge. Now what matters is how they treat me, make me feel. I look at how they treat people. Tony said it becomes less about fun and games and more about growing and learning together and being successful. Reedra says, I know who I want and why, and it's not the physical reasons. My intent is not to settle down with someone who is perfect for me. My, I oh, think my if intent you're, is to if you're in your 30s or whatever and, and you haven't, your taste in women or men hasn't changed, then I think there's some work that needs to be done on your part. Exactly. I agree. I think, like you said, it's like a it's a progression. Like as you get older, you become more sure of yourself, and you really know, you know, what you want. your mindset is different. Right, your mindset is different. So, are you the person, the kind of person that can tell when you first meet somebody whether or not you'll like them or not? I used to be. I think what that is is more of a of a lust situation. I think I think I, I now view love differently. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I used to be that person who was was instantly able to tell whether or not I would like that person because I was attracted to a certain personality type. Um, but uh-huh. I don't, and I may have had um, the idea of what love could be or whatever. I think it has definitely changed. I think um, now is a learned behavior. It's like knowing everything about the person and, and still loving them. That's real love. When you meet someone, mm-hmm. you're like, well, I'm in love. That's not love. That's not what love is defined at. At the core of it, that's not what love is. That's pretty much lust. So I think right. my view on love has changed. And um, and so I think that more, um, I, that doesn't even come across my mind anymore as far as meeting someone and knowing instantly. Obviously, there are some personalities that I know wouldn't work for me. But I think I'm more right, open. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Let's read a few more of these waiting on our caller. Uh, let's see. John Furlow said he never would have considered mail order brides before. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, Cheryl says Mary well, too long. Hey, do you know what the uh, bride is? Uh, what is that? Um, it's uh, it's it's a it's actually a very popular service um, that is all over oh. the world where people have internet sites and you can actually go and meet a woman. Determine you want to marry her, and then like bring her to the U.S. and marry her. So it's kind of like ordering oh. your, your your perfect person for you. And usually they do it in countries where women are usually underprivileged and want to come to the U.S. Um, it's not prostitution because they really do get married. Um, but it's mm-hmm. it's guys who feel like they can get more of a quality woman 
um, in other countries, and, and so it's a service that's provided. These women sign up just like a dating site, but it's really just meant for marriage. Wow, wow, okay, okay. Well, you said you would never consider it before. I guess he's considering it now. Uh, Nick, Nick said, I choose not to think in terms of taste, but, I don't know what mean. Brandon said, I look for more stability now, not just financially, but mentally as well. I live in the, a real world. And if you're not stable, it's not happening. But I do honor to try. Okay? Lakeisha said she's noticed that you can date a man that is still trying to find – oh, you can't date a man that's still trying to find himself. He's not emotionally available, nor can he handle being in a relationship. Do you agree with that? Um, I think just that goes someone. for everybody. <laughs> yeah, that goes for anybody. I agree. A man, a woman, it's anybody. I agree. I agree. Let's take uh, another commercial break while we wait for Renita, and we'll be right back after this, okay? Hype Magazine, a magazine that gives you all kinds of flavor for your entertainment needs. You can purchase Hype Magazine in all major stores, as well as getting it digitally at www.gethypeonline.com. Get your ad in Hype Magazine now and subscribe by calling 1-301-579-HYPE. That's 1-301-579-HYPE. Four nine seven three. This is brought to you by EOTM Radio and Media. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Atlanta Pastor Craig Omar Davis has been found guilty of having sex with a woman and not disclosing HIV status. Davis was convicted on two counts of HIV recklessness, reckless, recklessness conduct. Uh, Renita McAfee was one of the ladies he had sex with. It's nice you joined to tell her story. Please help me welcome Ms. Renita McAfee. Welcome to the show. For having me. Thank you for agreeing to be on. I know that everyone's trying to, to hear your story, and, you know, when I've talked about it with uh, different people, they were just so like, wow, you know, especially for it to be happening with someone, you know, in the church, even though we know the scandal does happen in the church, but... But uh, they were just interested to hear your story. So thank you for agreeing to come on and, and tell it with us. So okay. I know that what you – I'm sorry. No, I was going to ask, what is it in particular that you wanted to know? Well, I know that you – I kind of want to go through the story. I know that you all met on Facebook, and at first it was just like a cordial friendship kind of thing. Is, is that right? No, that actually isn't correct. We reacquainted on Facebook. I've been knowing Mr. Davis since 1995. He, you know, oh, wow. we hung out in the same neighborhood, and even, um, and then we met up again back in 98, 99, and then again in 2001. He actually used to, um, he had a um, a mobile detailing, car detailing service, and he would come up to the salon where I still get my hair done. Uh, and wash my car for me, you know, and for the ladies that got oh. the hair done. That was it was on Camelton Road. That's where I get my hair done. And you know, he serviced all of the ladies in there. So it's we reacquainted on Facebook. Okay, okay. Um, thanks for clearing that up. So you reacquainted, and I know that. Uh, and, and I'm telling you what I read. So you know, feel free to clear the air. Yes. You uh, reacquainted on on Facebook, and then after he told you he was separated from his wife. You agreed to uh, mm-hmm. meet up kind of thing? 
Well, actually, he um, he was separated from his wife during our first conversation. So okay. I knew that. He told me they got married in September and they separated in December. And that was not a problem for me because I, I related to him. Prior years, okay. I was married and I got married in September and separated in December. So I immediately related to him, and he was living away from his from his um, estranged wife in a different, you know, in a different, actually different city, different um, county, you know, about thirty four to five minutes away from where she was. So it was not that he was hiding. We, we were not a secret. It was not like okay. he was sneaking around or anything like that. We were we he he had made it known that he was done. You know he he, okay. he was done with that. And they they got a divorce shortly after our encounter. So that was okay. that was that was not a lie that he told. So were you were you two in a relationship or were you just you know casually you know getting together? What was it? what was the base of your of your we, we we were not in a relationship. He really wanted mm-hmm. to be in one, but we were not in a relationship because I that just wasn't my headspace. I didn't want the responsibility of a relationship at that that particular time. We were we were friends. We were close friends that mm-hmm. just so happened mm-hmm. to have sex. You know, we okay. we didn't. I mean, it, our our friendship just it just escalated to that. It just escalated mm-hmm. to that, and you know that's that's how it was. I mean, we had we you know had the HIV thing never came up, or it never was an issue, or it never existed. I think even after we stopped having sex, we still could have remained very close friends. You right, know, right? Mm-hmm. So once you all became started becoming intimate, how did you? When did you know that? something wasn't right with him, or how did you find out that he even had HIV? Oh, he called me one day just to um, talk to me. He told me he had something serious that he wanted to discuss with me, and um, he told Mm -hmm. me he got a phone call from an ex-girlfriend that he had dealt with um, the year before that told him Mm -hmm. that she tested positive for HIV and that he should get tested. And he said I was the first person he called, first person that came to his mind. And he, you know, called me to tell me. And then, you know, he after we hung up, he called me back about five or ten minutes later to tell me, you know, not to worry about it. He hated that he called me to tell me that. And, you know, that everything's going to be all right, that I shouldn't even, you know, be worried about it or concerned about it. But the thing what was that your troubled me, it, th- that right. was the thing that troubled me the most is that, you know, he seemed to be very uh, laid back, lackadaisical about it. He wasn't, you know, my mind was going a thousand miles per mm-hmm. minute. I was, you know, just all over the place. And he was just right. cool, calm, and collected. And I'm like, are you going to get tested? Because for me, to get tested at that particular time, it wouldn't have given me any real results, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah. I wanted him to get tested. I wanted him to get tested because the time had had passed, and you know it was six months, and he could get some true results. And he was just mm-hmm. reluctant to take them. He he just did not want to take it, and that just a brow with me. That just really raised the brow with me. So that's when I started, you know doing my own little investigation and, you know, one plus one was not equal in two. So I had to, I was forced to go to, to the authorities. And so I know you, you went to the authorities and, uh, you know, obviously impressed charges against them. 
And is it true that I know that you did you send an email to his church to to kind of warn the congregation what was going on? I sent an email blast out to several churches that I knew he was in attend that he had gone to, just okay. to let them know because he you know he does you know like my email said he's sexually rampant in the church. So though well mm-hmm. that was the allegations that he was sexually rampant in the church. So I wanted the church to know to let their congregants know to get tested and this is what's going on with Mr. Davis and if they've slept with them or know anyone that has, to let them know to go get tested so they would know their HIV status so that they wouldn't, you know, put anyone else at risk. Now, I know that he has denied uh, having sex with men, but you said in the letter that, that, that you believe that he was having sex with men and women. Is that correct? That is correct. I mean, I've I've spoken to several men, you know, and several dozen women. So mm-hmm. he had the opportunity, and he still does, to sue me for slander or defamation yeah. um, mm-hmm. if he thought it was, you know, if, if I was lying on him. That has yet to right. happen. So this story all went viral uh, once, I, I believe it was a blogger who, who kind of reported it. Now, I read the article today that the blogger, you know, their post, and they said they had a four-hour conversation with you. Uh, and kind of got to your side of the story. Was that true? That is that is true. That is true. Oh. But I will tell you, um, um, nothing out there that's online is actually one hundred percent accurate. You know, exactly. everybody have their own angle, their own way of processing information, their own way of delivering information. You know, so. It's, it's it's so many different stories out there, so many different variations of what actually transpired. You have people right. saying that I said that I was HIV positive. I've never said that. People that say, right. you, you know, that I am HIV, I'm HIV negative. Right. I am mm-hmm. negative. So, you know, there's so many different stories out there. And I, I have, I, I'm not concerning myself with trying to defend all the stories out there or, you know, anything of that nature at all. And another thing to clear up, because everyone's saying he's a pastor, and I think we even said in our piece, he's not a pastor. What, what was his, his responsibility at the church? He, right, that is absolutely correct. I've never I've never said he was a pastor. I've always said he right. was an ordained minister. And right. I know the difference between a minister or a preacher and a pastor. Some people use those words interchangeably, thinking that a pastor, a preacher is a pastor, a minister is a pastor, when I know the difference. A pastor has sheep, has flock, has, you know, people under him. A preacher is just someone that, you know, will preach the word in a pulpit, you know, or what have you. A minister is somebody that's over any kind of um, 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 department or what have you within the church. So right. that's a leader in the church. So, I yeah, he was an ordained minister in the church. So, no, he was not With a what? pastor. And I, I I'm sorry, let me cut you off. No, I said I never said that. That's fine. Okay, okay. And and once you tested negative for HIV, uh, why did why did you want to get the word out? Why did you want to tell people your story as opposed to just saying, okay, well, at least I'm fine. Let me go in my little corner and do what I do. At the time that I sent the email out, I mean, I wasn't out of the clear. I did, when okay. I took the police report out, I, I I was not in the clear, 
And mm-hmm. even when I, because it was six months, even when I got right. in the clear, um, when I tested negative in November of 2012, when I was clear, when I was out of the danger zone from for contracting HIV from Mr. Davis, even if mm-hmm. I wasn't, I had an obligation, a mandate to mm-hmm. let people know. It would be one thing if Mr. Davis had done this or put me in this, um, predicament, and he was apologetic or sorry or, you know, he was convicted or showed some kind of remorse. But to know right. that he was doing this and could care less, had no remorse, no conscience, no nothing, and was still continuing to do it, I, I had an obligation. I yeah. had to. Yeah. And so, um, what you know, you want, we all, the court uh, proceedings, happened recently, and I know that you had to be very open about your relationship and some of the sexual things you did, you all did together. Uh, was that embarrassing for you, or did you feel like that it was part of the process, telling your story? No, it's not. A, I'm, it's rare that I'm embarrassed. I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm grown. <laughs> Sex is natural, you know, mm-hmm. so me talking about it, you know, giving details, being explicit in my details about sex, no, I wasn't uncomfortable. I wasn't embarrassed. I wasn't ashamed. I'm not one to hold my head down. I'm not one of those people that's image conscious. I embrace what? being human. I'm human. So, mm-hmm. no, I was, I was, you know, I was okay. I was okay throughout the whole entire process. And then he was sentenced to 10 years. I believe it was 10 years in jail. What, what were your thoughts after it was all said and done? He was sentenced. Uh, what were your thoughts at that point? Um, when he got, because I wanted him to get the max, the max is, um, 10 years for each account, each count. He had two counts of, um, reckless HIV in my case, and it had nothing to mm-hmm. do with the Fulton County case. It was because, you know, we have two ways that you can, you know, three ways that you can have sex, anal, oral, and vaginally. Well, we mm-hmm. had sex orally and vaginally. So he had, mm-hmm. those two were offenses. And so for him to get 10 years max, he had to get 10 years max because of his prior felony conviction. So that was going to happen anyway. But for the judge to say that you are going to, you know, you have to serve 10 years, because she could have said you're going to be 10 years and serve six months. But to say serve 10 Mm -hmm. years, I felt good. And then she said count two is consecutive to count one, and that's 10 years. That made Mm -hmm. me feel good as well. So he has a combination. He has a total of 20 years. However, the second count of 10 years is suspended with the condition that he does not contact me or commit another crime. Why why that was fair to me is because Mr. Davis has, um, he's a recidivist. So to me, that's like telling a dog, not to bark or you're going to go to the pound. And then you release that dog without any preventive ways to prevent him to not bark. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh-huh. I, it is, yeah, so to me that was fair. You know, that that was fair. He got the max for both counts. So I was, I was okay with that. If you could say that to him, what would you say to tell him? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. If you could say anything to Mr. Davis, what would you say to him? 
absolutely nothing. There is absolutely nothing that I need to say. Mm-hmm. Every, everything that I needed to say has been said already. It has okay. been done. That I'm trying to close that chapter and, you know, get past that, start my healing from the inside out again and adjust to my new normal. There is right. absolutely Okay. Now, I had, we had a, a listener who, when she found out that you are going to be on the show, she had a question for you, and she wanted to know, do you uh, hold yourself in, at any point accountable for uh, having sex with them unprotected? Do I hold myself accountable? Accountable. There's there any accountability un- on you? You're right, yeah. I don't understand that question. I mean, having unprotected sex. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, I guess I am accountable for unprotected sex. sex. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I, I, I guess to answer the question, I am responsible for how I have sex. Right, okay, okay. Yeah, that was the question they wanted me to ask, and uh, I thought it was, I thought it was an interesting question. I was curious to hear your answer about that. But yeah, so I, I think that uh, question comes. Yeah, I think that question comes because people think that that was part of the law, and it's not. Having right. sex, having unprotected sex, protected sex—that's irrelevant as far mm-hmm. as the law is concerned. Contracting HIV, not contracting HIV—that's also irrelevant as far as the law is concerned. So, mm-hmm. Mr. Davis could have said, "Hey, I'm let's put on. I want to wear a condom." And I could have said, "I don't want to. I don't want you to wear a condom. I want you know. I don't. I want to you know be free." Right. That mm-hmm. does not make him any less less guilty. Okay. 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 And then you were the first person. You made history. You're the first person in Clayton County, I believe, to uh yes. to file this type of uh. So. Is there what's the awareness that that people need to know uh, from your from your situation? What what is it they need to know uh, as a learning process from what you had to go through? I'm glad you asked that question because there are so many things. There are two things that um, okay. that I would think that uh, people would really really need to pay attention to. I know I've gotten a lot of backlash, you know, from people saying. Um, you should know somebody's HIV status. You need to know. You need to get it tested, get this. You need to, you know, that that's a good understand. That's a good mindset to have. But reality, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. Davis has AIDS. He was, he was diagnosed with AIDS in 2005. Last oh, wow. year, Mr. Da- Mr. year, Mr. Davis testified at sentencing. Last year, you know, the little mouth swabs, uh, you know, the little 10-minute testing that you do when you go to the clinic or what have you, mm-hmm. those, those mm-hmm. little things where you do your finger prick. Well, he te- because he takes care of himself so well, he's undetected. So when he takes those tests, he shows HIV, he, it's HIV negative. Those right. are his results. So okay. if you are with this man and you are or with this woman and you go to the clinic and you take these tests and it comes back negative, that could actually be true or it could be a false negative. Mr. Davis had AIDS and was tested negative for that. So you become, somebody could think that they should become unguarded now. Now the condoms can come off. Now I can relax because we went and got tested. 
Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? There is, yeah. you know, you doctors don't sign off on those. Lab techs and people that give those tests sign off, but doctors do not sign off on those because they know that there's a possibility that they could be inaccurate. Right. So yeah. for me, I would tell people do not get comfortable going to get your over-the-counter HIV test with your partner. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Do not get get comfortable. You know, right, make sure yeah. you go to your doctor and get your blood drawn, have it go, go to a lab, and the lab come back and your doctor go over the results with you. Go through uh, that process. Okay. And even in that regard, all you know is what you do. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can take HIV up to six months before, you know, before it shows up in your system. So right, yeah. because you test today doesn't mean that you won't have it tomorrow. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So mm-hmm. you just have to go in, and you I don't want people to walk around fearing and, you know, have this, this distrust with everybody, but I just want people to be aware that what happened to me can happen to anybody that's having sex, protected or right. unprotected. It, it can mm-hmm. happen to anybody, anybody, right. anybody. And my other um, thing that I would like to bring, because this is the thing, and I am in the process, it's still in the womb, of starting an, um, an organization just to help victims out. Because I'm now I'm, I find myself counseling people and talking to people and coaching people and helping people get through the process of, you know, not understanding the legal process when it comes to being a victim. People have unrealistic expectations, and some don't have any expectations at all. Um, I've mm-hmm. talked to people who've been, who, who's had to go through the same thing that I've gone through, and they went and filed charges, and they still have yet to get a warrant. And it's because the municipalities don't know how to, to charge these cases. They don't know how to handle these cases. And so me being very vocal and in the know and present in my trial and knowing everything that's going on and holding the attorneys accountable and, you know, them communicating with me and me commanding and demanding that they communicate with me, I think I have a, you know, I, I've been able to talk with people and help them to understand the process, you know, much better. So that right. would be my um my my that's what I have in the works right now. Although it's you know it's still we still brainstorming, we still birthing it. It's still in the womb right now, but that's that's to come in the near future. That'd be great, and I wish you all the success. That I definitely want to thank you for coming on tonight and, and telling your story. You know, a lot of people uh, you've been on. You know, you did a couple more interviews, but a lot of people were interested in really hearing it, especially a lot of our listeners. But thank you for being candid and honest with us. And I'm I'm glad that you're you know you're healthy uh, that you don't have any uh, that you don't have you know HIV positive and I and I wish you all the best in your future. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. You're wonderful. No problem. You have a good thank night. You. Okay? You do the same. You do the same. Bye bye. Quick quick commercial break. We're right back after this. Attention, attention, all independent artists. Allow EOTM to use their expertise and create the buzz you deserve. Email them today for a free marketing analysis. Marketing at queensofinternetradio.com or call 678-548-9466. That's marketing 
at queensofinternetradio.com or call 678-548-9466. Internet Gabe Lutzman, better known as Gabe, was born in New Orleans, Louisiana, the birthplace of jazz and a great mixture of music, but currently resides here in Atlanta, Georgia. As a solo artist, Gabe had gained wide audience of listeners. Let me tell you, he has a bunch of fans out there, spectators and attendees uh, to attend his live shows and global appeal worldwide. This prolific artist has been on tour with Chris Brown, Trey Songz, and Cherish. He joins us tonight to tell us about his music and his career. Please tell me welcome, Gabe. Welcome, Gabe. Hello, guys. How you doing tonight? Good. How you doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. Just getting a good start out to the to my Monday. It's a busy week ahead, but it's good. It started out right. Well, I had the pleasure of seeing you perform. Uh, I know we both performed. I was hosting uh, Nardison Sism's uh, album release party late last year, and you performed there, and I was blown away. I thought, you know, I said, "Wow, this guy right here, <laughs> this guy right here is bad." And I. And then when uh, when we talked about having you on the show, you have so many fans, so many fans. What do you think it is about your music that, and I can tell because I've heard it, but what, what do you think it is about your music that makes people gravitate to you as an artist? Um, I would definitely say that um, with my music, I just try to make something that's real to me. You know what I'm saying? I like mm-hmm. I like making music that I enjoy listening to, and I think the fact that, it's authentic to me and I'm not trying to fabricate or be like somebody else that, you know, people can see that when they listen to my music and they can enjoy it. And I sing about things that are everyday things and not so gimmicky. Like people like to go out, people like to have fun, dance in the club. And then people like to hear sometimes about love and relationships too. So I kind of get a little bit of these. So who are some of you? I know you're from New Orleans. I, I was there for Mardi Gras. I mean, great food, great music, <laughs> everything. <laughs> what, what, what was, who are some of your early influences? Um, you know, um, I have I had lived in New Orleans. I'd probably say I was born there. So I only was there about two and a half, three years or so. And I was okay. just a baby. So I, I don't really have too much recollection of the city of the New Orleans and um you know, I would say, like, my early beginnings in music and my influences, um, well, I mean, I was raised in Minneapolis, you know, because okay. uh, my father was in the Navy. He was in for 37 years, so we traveled around like crazy. I don't think I was in the same elementary school for more than, um, or the same school, not just elementary, but the, I don't think I was in the same school for more than um, two years at a time. So um, when I lived in Minneapolis, though, so, um, you know, I listened to some Prince. My dad was a big fan of um, Motown, so definitely The Temptations, mm-hmm. Luther Vandross, Marvin Gaye, um, Michael Jackson, of course. Um, you know, and then I remember the first album that my that my mother actually purchased for me, because you know they're um, they're Christian and they're they're very like straight edge in their ways. You know, being a military family as well, so. I think um, I grew up listening to a lot of Carmen and, you know, Point of Grace and um, Stephen mm-hmm. Curtis Chapman, a lot of Christian artists, you know, and even Kirk Franklin, um, you know. But then um, I think the first secular album my mom ever bought me was um, Mario or Mario Turning Point. And that's oh, yeah. When I really started, uh, that's when I really started, like, loving R&B and, like, that 
that feel to it and just like the vocals and the vocal arrangements and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that led to like starting to listen to Usher and Boys to Men and growing up in the 90s, I listened to um, a lot of like boy bands, you know, Justin Timberlake and NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, New Kids on the Block, you know, like just all, I've got a like taste of all types of different music and that's probably why, yeah. you know, my music, I, I love R&B and I love pop and I can do pretty much any type of music, not just one genre, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I know that on your Facebook page it says you have a new project coming this year. Can you tell us about that? Yes, um, just dropped it actually recently, a few weeks ago. Um, There is an album preview available right now at GabeOfficial.com, so make sure you download it. It's a four-song album preview of my upcoming album uh, titled King of Thrones. And it is, um, like I said, it's available at GabeOfficial.com. Um, there's a splash page right before you get to the site. When you get to Gabe Official, and it's a free download for everybody. So I wanted to just get that circulating on the web and um, playing on some radio stations. And um, we're going to be dropping music videos coming up. And, you know, there's a whole plan of how we're going to do this. So I'm pretty excited to just see my hard work, you know, manifest it. Absolutely. And you know, there's so many uh people, especially in this day and age, that are pursuing music. Um obviously you're you're successful. What has been the biggest challenge, uh, would you say, you know, despite your success has been the, the your your biggest challenge, you know, in the industry, being in the industry? You know, to be honest, I'll just say to say like self-motivating on a daily basis, that's not mm-hmm. an easy thing when you when you're starting when you're just trying to grind and you have ups and downs, you know, that the industry comes with, and um, right, yeah. just understanding that you know if I don't work hard on my own and I don't believe in myself, now if I don't drag my myself out of bed and get to the gym, I don't do certain things that are that's part of the routine and part of the plan, then I'm not going to go anywhere. You know what I mean? And you mm-hmm. have to constantly motivate yourself and self-talk and really just stay focused. You know what I mean? That's, that's right. been, been the biggest thing for me. I think it's different for everybody, but I would say definitely that self-motivating is, is, has been key. And I've been, I've grown so strong mentally, you know, from this industry and just um, going through it, you know? Right. Yeah. And And how do you stay motivated? I mean, because I know that, you know, me being an independent artist, you know, when things don't always work out how you want them to work sometimes or you release a song and it does nothing or, or, you know, you hit different roadblocks, sometimes you can feel defeated and feel like, okay, well, maybe there's anything for me to do. But how do you stay, how do you stay motivated? Uh, what works for you? Um, there's a few things I would say definitely. Um, keeping the end goal in mind always, you know, but then – on the flip side, definitely just taking one day at a time and celebrating mm-hmm. like when I when I have like little I have like little goals. I set little goals for myself and when I when I reach goals and um say like um for instance, um a few weeks ago I was contacted well it was like a month or two ago now, but um I was contacted by the corporation Macy's and um oh, yeah. I was like, Okay, you know, like I'm I haven't put out music in a while, I'm I'm anxious to get this new project out and you know, we're we're shooting for the second quarter, which is coming up right here. And um, you know, I I wanted to get more shows and everything and I just had to learn patience, 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 you know, 
in the right mm-hmm. situations mm-hmm. are going to come. Then I was contacted out of the blue by um, Macy's, and they asked me to do a few shows, um, the first one being at Mall of Georgia, uh, a fashion, a spring prom fashion show that um, we did um, a, about a week ago. And then shortly after that, got a call from the Ronald McDonald charity and McDonald's, and you know they, they started booking me for some shows. I did the last one um, a few days ago, um, this past Thursday night, I believe it was. And then the next one is Sunday um, for a grand opening at McDonald's. And just little, when, when little things happen like that, it's it's definitely um, it definitely gives you motivation. And I try to remember all like the little things that happen, um, yeah. and just just like pat myself on the back for that, but still stay focused and keep working. You know what I mean? So that's I hear that. I hear Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we have a new project coming out, upcoming performances. What else? What else uh, can you tell us? It's coming up for games. Um, what else is coming up? Um, you know, um, I was recently um, contacted by a casting um, company that I have been doing some work with, and um, you know, so I, I can't say too much because you know they have all these non-disclosure right. agreements and everything, <laughs> but. You know, yeah. just between us here, um, it's got a um, it's it's one of the biggest films being shot this year, and um, it starts with Hunger and those games. <laughs> oh wow! And um, so I got a I got a role in there um, in the capital scenes. So you have to look for me oh, on that. Wow. That'll be real. It's gonna be really fun. The taping it actually starts this week, so I'm pretty excited. Congratulations! Congratulations so, on that. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really cool to be able to break into different parts of the industry and just I, I love the industry. I love seeing how things work yeah. and um, just learning and just you know that that's when you get around people who are great. You know, it just you can, you just get to learn from them and you just get to right. um, just grow. And it's really cool. It's one part I really like about the entertainment business. And and those are things that also when you're when you are. Uh, around those professionals or even those, you know, people that are really great at their craft, it, it motivates you to want to step your game up. Would you say that? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure, for sure. Tell everyone what uh, the best way to keep up with what you have going on. I know you tweet and you have your uh, your uh, Facebook and website. Tell us the best ways to keep up with you. Um, you know, I, I like when I started doing all my networking and stuff about seven years ago, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I – I made everything easy to find. So all the pages, right. Reverb Nation, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, um, I have all of them under the same name. It's just Gabe Singing, G-A-B-E-S-I-N-G-I-N, no G on the end, so it's just Gabe Singing. And um, it's everything is backslash Gabe Singing. And then for the main stuff and um, the plug to all my websites and um, upcoming releases and Discography, I have the memoirs, the takeoff, state of emergency, my my three mixtapes that I had put up. Um, that's under discography and um gabeofficial.com, that's the best way um to find everything. It's just the official website, gabeofficial.com and make sure you download that album preview. King of Thrones, I worked really hard on it. I pressed up a lot of um we we pressed up over uh fifteen hundred copies of posters. Wow. And um and CDs and just put them together hand by hand, just right in, right in the wow. studio. We just did everything, and um I'm, my goal is to give away ten thousand of the preview before I got the album wow. and just really get it circulated. You know, whatever it takes, yeah. man. By any means, you get it done. You know, so, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. 
with you 100%. Gay, I want to thank you so much, man, for taking so much, taking your time to be with us tonight, and I wish you all of the success with this new uh, project coming up and, and your upcoming acting role and everything. So uh, much success to you. Thanks, man. Much, much success to you as well, and thank you for having me. No doubt. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, we'll be right back after this with Steven's playlist. We'll hear some music from uh, hear some music from Gabe as well. Right back after this. Attention, attention, all independent artists. Allow EOTM to use their expertise and create the buzz you deserve. Email them today for a free marketing analysis. Marketing at queensofinternetradio.com or call 678-548-9466. That's marketing at queensofinternetradio.com or call 678-548-9466. Internet Matters. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. And now it's time to go into Stephen's playlist. As you know, we... Uh, receives music from people all over the country wanting to be featured during this segment. Each week we select artists to play on our playlist, and tonight we're uh, featuring both independent and major artists, including Gabe, uh, Jay-Z, Beyonce, and many more. If you're interested in being featured, please email us at thestephenightshow.gmail.com, attach one or two songs, your bio, and one or two promotional pictures. And remember that all songs must be edited for radio, meaning no cursing. We definitely look forward to hearing from you. Now, our first song is by our featured artist tonight, Mr. Gabe. It's called Gotta Get Your Love. Check it out and enjoy Steven's playlist. I gotta get your love all over my body. I gotta get your love if it takes all night. Can't let you get away because I need it. I gotta get your love, 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 love. I gotta get your love.
Enjoyed it. I want to give a special shout out to our guest tonight, Renita McAfee and Gabe, for joining us. Go on our Facebook pages, link up with them, follow them, see what they happen in their careers. I want to thank our listeners for joining us tonight. Have a great week. God bless. Girl, I'm on my way.